welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let's talk about Newt Gingrich. If you've been watching the elections, the debates, the polls, the whole race for president 2012, you know that Newt Gingrich uh, is now topping... Uh, the Republican nominees for president. Unbelievable. Who would have thought that? When he first ran, uh, I had actually been saying that he wasn't going to run because of his background and some of his failings. Uh, His first debates were clumsy. He hadn't lost any weight, uh, which is one of the first signs that that a candidate is running or a politician is running. He wants to look good on camera. Newt doesn't seem to care. Uh, But he began to hit his stride. And I think because the other Republican nominees paled a bit, Newt Gingrich now is at the top of the list. He's winning the race at this point anyway, early, early December 2011, uh, for the Republican nomination. Number two is Ron Paul, uh, and number three is Mitt Romney. So let's talk about Newt for just a little bit. I like Newt Gingrich personally. Uh, I've met him. I like him. I like him for a lot of reasons. First of all, he's from Georgia, uh, what, what probably the closest thing to my home state. Uh, He's a professor of history. What's not to like about professors of history? Um, He's a military brat, raised on military bases around the world. That, too, is my background. So for all of those reasons, I relate to him, like him. He's an intellectual. He's an ideas man. Um, He has a lot to offer. He's got a sense of humor. He's a lot of fun. Uh, In recent years, he's made a turn uh, towards a renewed sort of Catholic faith. I think he was Baptist originally. Uh, And so even though he's had a troubled moral history, he seems to have sort of cleaned that up in a new devotion to his faith. And so um, I've I've always liked him. He hasn't been my preference for Speaker of the House or certainly for president, um, but I I like him. Um, I'm troubled, though, by the fact that he's currently leading the pack. And the reason is very simple. I think he's unelectable. I think the two men who currently top the list of Republican nominees are not electable. We, I think we all know that Ron Paul will never be president of the United States, nor will he even be the Republican nominee. And I believe the same is true of Newt Gingrich. I think Newt makes a, a great spokesman. I think he makes um, a great warrior in the press. Um, but I don't think that he will make it uh, to, to the nomination, and I don't think he would be necessarily a good president. Let me tell you some reasons why. A few years ago, about five years ago, I had the privilege of working very closely with a politician uh, whom I respect. Now, when I say the name, some of you are going to groan, but but just hear me out. His name is Tom DeLay. Um, Tom DeLay, of course, was the House Majority Leader during the Republican Revolution of 94, um, many years in Congress, and then fell into some legal trouble, um, largely through the politics of personal destruction, where... Uh, If they can't defeat you on the floor of Congress, they file lawsuits against you. Both sides do this, in fact. And so Tom DeLay has been out of Congress since around 2007 and uh, and is still under indictment by a a DA in Texas. Um, So it's a a troubling story. And one day I'm going to come back around and I'm going to do a podcast on the exoneration of Tom DeLay. I don't think everything he did in office was perfect. I don't think he did anything illegal. And, uh, and I think that his story, like some other stories of uh, the politics of personal destruction, Don Siegelman in Alabama, for example, uh, are, is just a tragedy of American politics. But I respect Tom DeLay. He's one of the most astute politicians I've ever met. And I had the privilege of, um, of writing his uh, political memoir. In fact, we co-wrote it, um, No Defeat, No Surrender. 
Uh, I, I like him very much. He's very engaging personally. One of my favorite memories of working on that book uh, was we, in order to get him away from the political sphere, uh, we took him out to a house uh, by the beach on the Atlantic coast just to get him away from everything so I could really do the interviews that would shape the book. And uh, he was, um, Bev, Bev and I were dating then. She went too to help administrate, to cook, and take care of some things. And uh, I remember, I, I'm a bit of a late sleeper. If you leave me alone, I'll stay up late and sleep late in the morning. I remember being awakened one morning to Bev and Tom DeLay arguing politics in the kitchen while they fried eggs. And it was one of the funniest conversations I've ever heard. Here's Bev, who's almost apolitical, um, arguing with the House Majority Leader, one of the most famous politicians in American history, uh, about what? Politics. So clearly my wife knows no fear. But uh, we, 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 don't, we certainly don't agree with uh, Tom on everything. But he had a very interesting perspective on Newt Gingrich. And this is what has shaped my understanding. This is what I believe is true. Um, and this is, I think, what is a bit of a danger sign for a Gingrich candidacy. I'm going to read uh, from the book, No Retreat, No Surrender, uh, the words that Tom and I wrote. It's just one paragraph, uh, but I think it really captures uh, who Newt is and why we ought to be a little concerned. Tom said, uh, and I wrote, Newt is an amazingly gifted man. He's intelligent, articulate, informed, and passionate to a fault. He was a wonderful field general who loved to fight and knew how to rally troops to battle. I still believe he was the right man for the job of creating a Republican revolution and that the nation owes him a debt of gratitude. It's equally true, though, that he was an ineffective Speaker of the House. He knew nothing about running meetings and nothing about driving an agenda. Most of us understood that it takes about two years to drive an agenda, and even then only with wise strategies and clockwork execution. Newt wanted to turn the ship of state on a dime. Nearly every other day, he had a new agenda, a new direction he wanted us to take. It was impossible to follow him, and this was largely because he was beset with the classic academic's dysfunction. He thought that ideas alone were enough, that thinking made it so. If he had a new idea in his mind, he mistook its presence in his head for its presence in the real world. He had little understanding of how to make ideas into reality through a political, through a political system. I spent most of my time running around trying to develop an agenda that should have been his to create and drive. Now, this, I believe, is Newt Gingrich. I've spoken to a lot of people about him. I've known people on his staff. I've I've watched him, read his books. I like a great deal that he's about, and I like a great deal um, that, that he believes. And, you know, as I've already said, we have very similar backgrounds and similar beliefs. But, you know, a man, it's possible for a man to be a good campaigner and not be a good executive. And my great fear at this point is that Newt is going to be a great campaigner. He's articulate. He doesn't mind firing back at the press and no candidate ever lost by running against the press. Um, he's, he's intelligent. He knows the issues probably better than any other Republican nominee. Um, he is a, a little bit Churchillian in his demeanor and his approach. Um, and he probably is going to be able in some issues to take Barack Obama apart because, you know, Barack is still a, a neo, I'm sorry, Mr. President Obama is still a neophyte. Uh, when it comes to some policy issues, even after all these years. 
But if Newt should happen to stumble into the presidency, and it would have to be a combination of unbelievable uh, fortuitous events or mistakes or disasters, depending on how you look at it, um, I don't think he would make a good president. He is an intellectual. He's an ideas guy. He's a fire breather. He's great to uh, fight and take people on on Fox and MSNBC. He's great to write books. He's the perfect guy to throw fire at the Obama administration because he knows his stuff and he's a stalwart conservative. Um, but I, I think that if he gets into office, he will not know, as Tom has said in this paragraph, he will not know how to drive an agenda. He will not know how to function in the real world. And a great deal about his personal life, a great deal about his past campaigns confirm this. I mean, I, I, can, I can forgive a man troubled marriages and even moral failings, if it's, especially if it's before um, a Christian conversion of some sort. Um, I can forgive a man for not being great at maintaining his personal budget. All those are true of, of Newt Gingrich. Uh, th those things don't necessarily bother me. But does he have the discipline to drive an agenda? If a Republican takes office in 2013, that would be January of 2013 after the 2012 election, uh, he or she is going to have to know their stuff, work quickly, organize Congress, and drive an agenda. Um, politics uh, is, is a very strange world. You have to launch quickly. You have to be patient. You have to wait for things to come to fruition. Uh, you have to make things uh, work over the long haul and build teams. Um, by the time Newt Gingrich was through being Speaker of the House, nobody liked him. Nobody wanted to work for him. In fact, it was Republicans who unseated him. Now, I have to say again, just quickly, because I always like to be balanced in these podcasts, I like the man personally, but I believe that uh, the testimony of his own Republican colleagues, the testimony of really astute politicians like Tom DeLay, uh, the testimony, I won't even say of his wives, but of some of his family members, um, his history, even as a professor of history, indicates he's brilliant. As Tom has said, he's passionate. He's gifted. He will not be able to, number one, build coalitions. Number two, drive an agenda. Number two, make incarnate ideas in wise strategies. And uh, number four, he will not be able to bring together the team of uniquely gifted people and keep them moving forward, the people who will be necessary uh, to fulfill any kind of long-term victory. So, I personally think that Newt Gingrich is writing a bit of a uh, writing a bit of a bubble right now. Uh, that might be a mixed metaphor, but he's he's in a bit of a bubble. I, th I think people have paled a bit or or, or soured a bit on Romney. Uh, they're tired of the fighting. They're tired of the overcoached uh, debates. They're they're tired of the weakness of the Republican field. And Newt is angry and bombastic and articulate, taking swipes at everybody, and it's a great show. I don't think he can make, get the nomination, and if he does, I think it could be one of the worst things that happens for the Republican side, because I don't believe that Newt Gingrich is uh, an executive of the kind that we need. Good man, good conservative, probably good Christian now, probably good family man, uh, definitely articulate defender of uh, conservative values, but no question uh, that history shows that unless the leopard can change his spots, Newt Gingrich cannot be 
uh, the kind of president that Republicans are going to need uh, in the wake of Barack Obama. So let's see what happens. My, my guess is within a few months, Mitt Romney's back on top and he becomes the nominee. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.